up y'all it's your girl mother lee i am coming at you with a birthday podcast this is my first podcast um trying to restart rebrand this podcast that i said i was gonna start two years ago and it's been a long time coming people have been asking me for about a few years now you know we're wait they're telling me they're waiting on the podcast they they want to know when I'm gonna start the podcast when am I gonna start what am I gonna talk about while I'm starting and I thought it was the perfect time to just drop something on my birthday to really commemorate the fact that I'm trying to start this year off being my true authentic self speaking my truth standing up for myself You know, just loving on myself the way that I should have a long time ago. Um, So for these past few years, I have been going through some immense transitions, you know, just coming into adulthood, you know, as a young woman, coming into adulthood can be a transition. It can be heavy on your mental. And a lot of people just... Unless you're a woman, you just don't understand that, you know. I have had conversations with older women who say, you know, at some point you just turn an age and you just stop caring. And they usually say it's like, you know, when you hit 30, that you just stop caring about what other people think. You stop caring about how other people feel about you. I'm trying to make that experience happen earlier in my life. Because I feel like there's definitely some young women who experience this where they are just you know they're free to be themselves they love themselves they care about themselves they don't mind that other people have a perspective on them that is not their true authentic self I want to be that person that's the girl that I'm trying to be I'm not trying to be held back by people's thoughts and opinions on me and I'm not trying to put so much weight on what other people think about me anymore that I stop being who I am, stop sharing my thoughts, stop speaking my truth because I'm afraid to lose a friend, because I'm afraid to hurt, you know, someone in my family. And in reality, knowing who I am, I know that I'm very kind and I'm very gentle um, in my approach. I mean, I can be very passionate. I can be very um, headstrong. But I would never do anything to just intentionally hurt anybody, Um, especially people in my family and my friends who I care, people who I care about. So I feel like me being in my authentic truth, living in this truth, should not hurt anyone. So that's what this year is about. I'm turning 24. This is exactly what this podcast episode is about. The power of self-healing. Like I said, for the past few years, I've been going through some major transitions And self-healing has been my major asset to kind of keep me going. Just recently, I did a a live episode with a friend of mine from college. And I was thinking about the fact that, you know, when she asked me, because the episode was about, you know, suicidal ideations. And that's a heavy topic to have for someone such as myself, you know, dealing with previous mental health issues, you know, and it's natural and normal to experience mental health episodes as you transition through life. Um, And it's normal for 
black women to experience mental health ups and downs throughout their journey of life because we are we are experiencing a unique experience of being black being women being in a country that doesn't necessarily care about us completely being um a part of a race where most of the responsibility of just high vibrations comes towards us you know when you think of a black woman you think of I think of royalty. I think of divine energy. And so it is my it is my honor to hold that responsibility, but yes, it can be. You know how they say heavy is the crown. Like so I I definitely understand that. You know, when you're of such a divine essence, when you are coming from such a beautiful lineage of African people you hold a major responsibility and sometimes we get straight away from that and there are going to be times when especially when there's spiritual mental physical attacks on the African race that as a black woman you're just everything is on your mind um particularly for us race first black women so for those of you who don't know um you know, I'm a race first woman. Like I am a Pan-African queen to the death, like to to life. <laughs> I I have to, you know, honor and nourish my my lineage. I have to. I have to be the person and I accept the responsibility of being the person that heals my ancestral lineage. Whether it is on a familial or communal level, like I t- accept that responsibility, and I've accepted that responsibility at a very young age. So uh, my personal growth has always been gearing me towards being strong enough to to mentally fight, you know, to physically, emotionally fight a world that is absolutely a hundred percent against me and my people. People like to think that, you know, race is not a part of your spiritual journey because it would put you in a box. And it's like, you know, when you listen to spiritual people, they don't want to be put in boxes because they feel that it's a part of the ego. And I 100% understand where this not wanting to be super entangled in your ego comes from. Um, just being a yoga instructor myself and learning how to kind of remove my ego from my personal yoga practice. But I, and I'm still learning that, number one, but to, to speak on race in this supposed box that it puts you in, I don't really think that it's a box, especially when you're, when you come from a very diverse group of people like African, the African nation, So we are talking about people who live on the continent, people who live in America, people who live in North or South America, um, the Caribbean, all over the world. We are literally on every continent, okay? We don't, like, we don't just stick to just one area. We have always been a nomadic and, you know, we moved about. We've, We've brought our culture to different places and nourished those cultures, and that that is definitely the work of black women but I think they were able to do that because they honored their culture they honored their race and they also 
um, were headstrong. They were going to protect at all times. Unfortunately, now we just live in a time where that has been taken from us and it is a continuous effort to just keep us at bay, you know, not to share our truths with the world because they're also powerful. And so I just think for me as a young black woman, just turned 24, caring about her race so much, you know, a lot of people might feel like, how can you be so something so serious? Because race issues, like issues of racism, fighting a white supremacist system, those are, that's a heavy task to bear. You know, some of our ancestors have tried and they have succeeded. Some of them have tried and they have failed and they tried again okay like so it is a continuous effort on both ends one on one end to keep us from embracing this culture embracing our true identity as African people and on the other side a continuous effort to embrace this identity and so I take on that challenge and um yeah like people have talked to me and they they tell me like I'm super mature for my age and um I'm just so serious and I'm super intense. Like I've had people use these words to describe me. And I think for a while I used to think like, okay, like because I'm a certain age, I can't be, I got to be just free and not really caring about anything and just not having a care in the world. And I just don't, I just don't think that that fits me. That's not who I am um, because that's not my purpose in, on this, in this world. The purpose is exactly that, to re, to reclaim my own African identity, to help others embrace and love their African identity. And I've done that so far, and I want to continue to do that. But the only way that I can do that, and the only way that any other young Black person can do that is really by, number one, Embracing themselves, embracing the fact that, okay, like I, this is what I love. This is who I am and this is what I love about my life. This is my purpose. So you have to embrace that. And then the next thing is not being afraid to share that with people. Because otherwise, like if you keep that to yourself, you'll never know how to like interject it in conversation. You'll never know how to like naturally, you know, bring about this this fire, this love, this passion for the reclamation of African people. Um, you'll never know how to do that for yourself either. You know, it'll be really hard to do that for yourself if you are afraid to live like who you, like who you want to be, the person that you want to be. You know, they say, um, there's a quote that goes around all the time, the woman that you want to be, show up as her. And so every single day, I want to be a powerful African woman. So every day I try to show up as her. Every day I try to show up as the woman who loves her race. And I think it's true healing power for any black woman, any black man to show up as the African individual that they want to be. You know, the powerful one, the resilient one, the one that loves themselves, the one that honors and cherishes the ancestors. The one that 
recognizes the higher power, the most high, whatever you want to call them, and communicates with them through the work that they do on earth. So I I definitely think it can be trying when you're so divergent from others. You know, you're not so cookie cutter. Like, you're not, like, you don't fit into the every modern day society. Um, You don't fit into, like, what the girls do. You don't do what the guys do. You don't do what everyone in your generation does. It can be difficult because it's just, like, you don't fit in with your age group, kind of, or you do fit in, but it's, like, a part of you is just, like, I'm not there. I'm not vibing with this. I'm not, this is not what I want to do anymore. And... You know, it's like a risk that you take. But I think it's a beautiful risk for me. Like, I I, can't, I, can't, I honestly, sorry, I honestly have to um, speak positively about the journey. Because if I don't, if I don't, you know, you never know, like, how it could just destroy the mental framework that I'm, I'm currently building up. You know, and one, one part about it is... Is that because, you know, if you're someone who struggles with self-acceptance, trying to have people validate the fact that they, you know, love this part of you, this part of you that is just so different from others, you know, because I have friends who, like, they respect and they care and they, they support the fact that I am just so, like, passionate about African people and about black culture all over the world. They, they support and they love that in me. But the moments that it feels like, okay, they don't support it, it can easily deter me from continuing. And sometimes it has because, like, I feel like I'm talking to nobody. And that is just, that is just not okay, you know, because I actually have been speaking to people. You know, there's times where I've gone on, social media rants on my Instagram story because I've always been like very reserved with this um with this passion of mine and again I'm not trying to be reserved in it anymore hence mother's soapbox but you know I'll go on rants I'll talk about things um that I feel like super passionate about even if it's like I notice some type of occurrence in a television show or if I notice something in uh popular culture I'll talk about it and people will be like, that is an amazing perspective. I, I wouldn't have thought about it that way or, you know, just basically telling me that they agree and they, they just didn't have the words to share it. And, you know, I have to keep that in mind when I feel like I'm talking to nobody, you know. So this is kind of just an ode to myself, an ode to how this podcast is going to go, you know, just telling myself right now. That even if it feels like I'm not talking to anybody, even if it feels like, you know, no one is hearing me, no one is feeling me in the way that I want to be felt, (laughs) I'm going to still keep going. I'm going to still keep saying what I have to say because there's probably going to be somebody who strolls across my page, who strolls across uh, my podcast at some point in my life when I eventually make books when I eventually do seminars when I eventually host classes these will be the people who 
I will be helping. They'll be the people who they wanted to find the work and there's someone helping them. And so that is the intention behind this podcast. That is the intention behind my life, you know, to nurture not only the conscious healing, the racial conscious healing process, but the personal healing process. And those two are absolutely intertwined and it's so much power in it. It's so much power in it because it's literally life-changing for me as an individual. It's life-changing for those who hear it and those who feel the message. It's just amazing what, you know, being able to come into yourself. And when I say come into yourself, I mean like go within and like learn the truths from within. And I absolutely 100% believe that the truth of of me within is that I am African. And the truth within is that I'm a part of this universe and the universe and I coincide. We work together. We move together. And so I use my high vibration of being African to really fuel my healing process. I use African healing arts. Yoga is an African healing art. You know, I said earlier, I'm a yoga instructor. You know, aromatherapy, uh, talk therapy. These are all traditional African healing arts. We just have to repurpose it or reclaim it as ours. We have to, we can't just um, talk about healing and not go back in the supposed box of what is an African method of healing. What we might find is that we share a lot of the methods that are already a part of Western society. So you don't have to go so far. You don't have to go too far. You can literally just be open to the knowledge. You know, a lot of us are, we have been confused that a lot of the ways of healing is just negative spiritual energy, you know, demonic energy. And it's actually not. It's actually like when we say talking to our ancestors and honoring the ancestors, people really believe that that is some type of demonic method of healing yourself or, you know, speaking with the divine power. And I, I find that to be funny because it's like it's actually the, it's very African using your ancestors um, or communicating with them, I should say, because you're not using them, but you're communicating and honoring them. Um, That is your communication to the high power. They're like your medium. Um, You know, when you talk about using crystals and meditating with them or journaling with them, people are like opposed to it. And it's because we are living in a society that is saying to you traditional methods of healing, especially ones that have been used or originated in Africa or traditional, you know, um, societies. Those are neg- like this. This modern society, Western society, is telling you it's negative. It's not going to work. You know, it's kind of pointless to use it. They they'll lie to you all single all day about this, and then be secretly probably using it on their own so on their own time. But we're not going to get into that part particularly. But, um, yeah, they'll lie and they'll say, like, it's demonic. They'll they'll make you feel like you're doing something negative or doing something that's going to draw in an evil spirit. 
And it's not. It's not. Our ancestors did this. They, they've been doing this. The only reason why they stopped is because our culture was snatched away from us and manipulated to be seen as evil. So coming into an African healing art, whether whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that you choose to do, whether you choose to um, be initiated into a, tra- Afri- a traditional African religion, whether you choose to use or learn maybe your history, that's, that's spiritual if you ask me, learning like your, your spiritual story. Your history is your psychology, and psychology is on an African level is looking into the soul. It's not necessarily just looking at the brain or the mind, like, you know, Western science would have you believe. It's really, on an African level, it's looking into the soul. And so, when I say your history is your psychology, someone said that a long time ago. Um, Someone I follow on Instagram, I'm trying to think of who who it was. I think it was Brother Hassan. So, shout out to him. But he said your history is your psychology. Maybe he got it. Maybe he got that from somewhere else or, but I heard it from him. And when he said that, it like clicked in my mind, like knowing your history is a part of finding yourself, part of accepting yourself, part of accepting the dark parts of who you are, the the bright parts of who you are. It's healing because especially for African people all over the world who their history is um destroyed purposely it's taken from them it's um rewritten misconstrued whatever you want to call it it's important to for it to be a part of your journey that you learn it I'm a big history person you know I'm very big on just knowing your history so that you are never caught slipping you know so no one can ever tell you your history you always are going to be the person to research your history first before someone else can just go ahead and tell you who you are and it that translates just back into your personal healing journey you know what I mean like if someone came up to you and was like someone came up to me and was like Leonie you're a liar (laughs) I'd be like girl who not me because I'm a truth teller at all times you know, I've, this, that's, my, that's my divine right to tell the truth. It is a divine law to tell the truth, okay? It's not just my divine right. It's a law. It's a natural law. So even if I do even think I'm trying to lie, the truth is always going to come out. So no, you're not going to tell me I'm a liar. I'm not a liar. And here is the, the ways that I am a truth teller, you know, through my life. You can see that I'm a truth teller. The things that I do, the way that I live, i.e., me purposely trying to live authentically in my truth today, you know, and I'm starting young. I'm not going to wait till I'm 35, 30, 40. I'm not going to wait. You know why? Because people who wait, they, they live forever with this constant nagging pain, emotional pain that turns into physical pain. And I've already experienced some of that on, in, on a small level. And we'll get into that, you know, as the more I come into comfortability with vulnerability. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to kind of share that, you know, I didn't want to get too deep today, but I did want to talk about power of healing, um, especially when you're combining it with your with your race. 
who you are, your cultural practices. Um, and I can, and I'm learning so much about my cultural practices and who I am. So this is what this podcast is going to be about. If you don't know my name, my name is Mother. You're tuning in to Mother Soapbox first episode, relaunching this podcast. Um, you can check out the older podcast that I did. It should still be up. I um, chose to keep it up, even though I, I never shared it with anyone, never let anyone know it was up there. I chose to keep it up because when I when I came back and said I'm gonna do this podcast again, I wanted to you know compare and contrast. And this is a raw, uncut conversation right here, you know. So drop in my Instagram comments either at muvaa dot lee motherly on Instagram or mother soapbox pod muva s o a p b o x p o d mother soapbox pod either handle motherly or mother soapbox pod talk to me let me know what you're thinking about this conversation how do you activate your own self-healing powers do you want to come into more knowledge about activating your self-healing powers what what do you think are the ways that you could heal by yourself you know because a lot of people think that first thing you want to do when you are starting a healing journey is go to a therapist and as much as I can agree that a therapist would absolutely 100% help you like kind of like define what's going on in your life it may take a little bit longer but doing it on your own is also very influential very powerful for you it it allows you to know yourself to your very core so let me know what you think do you think that you are ready to be your own self-healing asset do you think that you have the tools in your toolkit for self-healing powers i assure you you probably already do Peace, hotep, love y'all.